Wednesday, the 19th of May. Welcome back to the B-Movie podcast, where we discuss <laughs> B-Movie theories. Theories? And... <laughs> yeah. Dan, I'm your... I, I heard you say that in the B-Movie, <laughs> the woman does not actually want relations with the bee. And there's a deeper message. Why would you say that? Well, actually, if you think about it, bees don't actually, they can't. (laughs) (laughs) What a great start to our playoff final podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're welcome. Welcome to the BBR Nation podcast. I'm Benji, of course, your host. Joining me are my illustrious co-host, James. Illustrious. What makes you think I'm illustrious? Oh, I don't know. You got that kind of. You got that kind of mystique about you. That I kind don't of, agree. Uh, you know, je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi, indeed. Mm-hmm. And also with uh, heaping amounts of je ne sais quoi, Dan. Hello, B movie Dan. Dan. Would you... B movie Dan. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with the fact that you have a uh, heaping amounts of je ne sais quoi? I don't know what je ne sais quoi means. Oh, to you, be don't speak, you don't need. Uh... You don't speak French. Uh, it means a quality that cannot be described or named easily. Yes, yep. that's me. But you did just you did just describe it. To be fair, because I just googled it. Yeah, yeah, but clearly it can be explained easily because you explained it very easily. There. Oh, right I there. see what you mean. Well, yeah, yeah. see, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing a bit here, Daniel. Well, anyway, enough of the non sequitur talk to begin the podcast because we had an incredible playoff final. Uh, just a couple of days ago. No, we're a little bit late on the podcast. Don't worry. We're still going to give you all of that analysis that you so desperately desire. So let's just get right into it. First of all, start with the result. The Eagles are your playoff champions. They beat the London Lions by a score of 68 to 66. Dan, let me get your first thoughts on this game as a whole. Uh, I don't think it was a great uh, advert for the the BBL, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. As usual, we have a, um, you know, finals always have bigger attendance, lots of people watching, wanting to be impressed. And I think it was a very scruffy game, to be honest. There were lots of turnovers, misplaced passes, uh, missed layups, stuff like that. Not a big fan, to be honest. But, Love you know, yeah. And um, I think that was because of the. Field goal percentage and the threes as well. Look at that. Mm. Six six for 29, London, and seven for 19 for Newcastle. Uh, a bit yeah. cagey. It's, it's interesting to see that from the Lions because they've been such a good three-pointing team over the course of you know, the entire season, basically. Um, three-pointing team? I didn't say three-pointing they, team. I think, I think you did, actually. Did, I didn't. Did I said three-point shooting team. <laughs> Dan? I don't, I don't listen to what anyone else says. <laughs> oh, we know. Don't All right, worry. Jury's out. We'll but, listen to the recordings. But yeah, so to see this Lions team that has been such a good three-pointing team over the entire season, um, you know, shoot six for 29 in the playoff final. It's not, you know, it's not exactly what you want to see. Obviously, you want to see the teams perform their best. But on the other hand, I think it was, it made for a really interesting game. Um, and it showed that both teams, you know, they may not be playing their best, maybe some final jitters in there, but, you know, they both really want to win. Uh, Banner, what were your thoughts on this game on the whole? I think if you, if you look back to our predictions, um, 
fairly far off, at least in terms of some of my predictions. I was thinking guys like Liggins and um, Liggins and Williams, as well as um, Fletcher, would be, you know, scoring over twenty points each. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the case. Uh, not so, maybe not so much Fletcher because he had a good he had a good, you know, he ran the show quite well, but. Uh, Liggins and uh, Liggins and Williams were not at the at the top of the game today, or yesterday, or whatever it was. Well, I think, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the big the big story of this game. Um, in first in the first quarter, uh, Lions jump out to pretty big lead, and that was on the back of you know not Williams, not Liggins, but Orlando Parker, who is to be fair someone that you singled out um, Banner earlier uh, in our preview podcast that you thought could be um, a key to success, and uh, he started off. He got. 11 points in the first three minutes. I believe he had something like 17 points in the first quarter. Uh, he was phenomenal in this game. And it's it was really like that the whole game. The star players didn't, you know, they weren't the focal points. You had Orlando Parker on the line side. And then for the Eagles, it felt like in the first half, they were trying to force a lot of things through Ramon Fletcher. And I'll be honest, he looked tired. He looked like... Um, Obviously, they've been through a lot of games over this past sort of week or so, and Fletcher's been putting up some big mm. performances, but he looked fatigued in this one. And uh, also, um, got to mention the fact that Justin Gordon uh, had four fouls on him, I think, picked up his fourth foul with like 10 seconds gone in the second half. So he was out for a majority of the game, only played 24 minutes. So they had to look elsewhere for people to step up and I got that out of Cortez Edwards who was named finals MVP in this one and who had an excellent performance and also Evan Maxwell who I thought um, stepped up greatly Uh, Dan I was going to ask you a question Mm. but I can't remember what it was Cortez Edwards Uh, yeah yeah tell me about Cortez Edwards because I want to know your thoughts on his performance he carried them um, I said, I said, uh, I, I thought Eagles would win with the uh, Ramon Fletcher masterclass, but it was very much a Cortez Edwards masterclass stepping up. Um, obviously, twenty-two points, but thirteen rebounds as well. And I remember thinking that Cortez Edwards, his rebounding was a bit, a bit overrated because when um, it gets uncontested ones, but that was very much not the case in this game. Um, a lot of his rebounds were when he was surrounded by like people who were, like I don't know six seven eight inches taller than him he's just so springy he's so springy and he really inspires everyone else when you know they see him going up for these rebounds like especially max including you you? yeah i I was inspired it made me want to go up and like made me want to go up and train my legs miss 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 some shots so you can rebound (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's very very easy for dan so but um, but no, I, I do want to talk about I do want to talk about the rebounding a bit actually because I've got a stat here for you guys that may surprise you. Uh, Eagles gave up fourteen offensive rebounds in the first half alone. That's fourteen offensive rebounds that the Lions had in the first half, uh, and then in the second half only five. But still, fourteen. That is that is more offensive rebounds than we see in pretty much all games. Yeah. Snagging them is, is how I would describe rebound. it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know, know about that, Benji, because you don't snag rebounds like like me. and now Dan. Sorry, I thought you said I thought you said slanging them, and I'll be like, how do you how do you slang <laughs> rebounds? <laughs> no, 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 not not during the game. 
no, snagging them. I, I, I get that. I get that. But I think it also goes to show how sort of Danny mentioned that it was quite scrappy. But um, I think a lot of that is because there are a lot of sort of putbacks uh, and even you know putbacks on putbacks that were missed, um, creating all yeah. of these you know offensive rebounding opportunities. And then in sort of so after the first quarter, and then uh, especially in some parts of the second quarter, Eagles I felt lacked a lot of defensive intensity, and then. Um, especially coming out of the first quarter break and in the second half as well, they they seemed to pick it up. And I think that was Maxwell and um, Cortez were the two big sort of proponents of that, as well as being you know incredibly good at scoring in this game. I think they were a huge part of how they were able to win this game. Yeah, there was. Uh, I don't know if you're directing anything at me or Jimmy, but I remember one time. Um, in the second quarter, I think someone from the Lions like faked a shot, and Cortez Edwards leapfrogged over him. And you thought, "Oh no, he's got an open three now." But Cortez Edwards recovers, yeah, and blocks the shot and wins back possession. And that was oh. that was such an impressive play. You know, he uh, he could win DPOI. He could do. I'm not sure. I'll be honest. I haven't. Is that like a is that a BBL award? Do they give that I out? I think so. Don't think so, but. I mean, if there was, then he'd certainly be in contention. Someone else I do want to point out before I forget. Um, Rex Fluger, not exactly the biggest star in the Eagles. And in this game, zero points, uh, you know, only one shot taken, but four steals. And it wasn't just, you know, the, the counting stats. He was um, really a bit of a menace on the defensive end. You know, he, he was another player that really brought that intensity. He didn't start the game, but um, came off the bench and really sort of... Uh, Slow the Lions down in terms of, you know, potentially getting off to a big, uh, you know, banking off that first first quarter lead and just, you know, running away with the game. So, you know, there's one of those performances where stats don't really tell the story, but the eye test certainly does. Yeah. Um, and I guess we we should talk about the end of the game because this, this one was pretty hectic. Dan, mm. any thoughts before I sort of... Um, before I start to go through what happened towards the end of the oh, game. Oh, I did think it was funny how Eagles <laughs> were two points up, but then they missed like all four of their last or three yeah. free throws. I think they were trying to give Lions a bit of hope. Lions fouled them mm-hmm. to win back possession, and then they missed all four of them. Uh, if I was watching this live, so I watched this after knowing the score, but if I was watching it live, I'd be chuckling, to be honest. But Yeah, a lot, lot of stress for Eagles fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to say quickly is um, this game was pretty, pretty like chippy at some points, especially during the first quarter. There was some uh, some handbags, Dan. Yeah. Well, obviously because there's no fans, you can hear the um, hear the coaches pretty well, hear the players pretty well, and it was, you know, it was pretty loud. Oh yeah. For, um, you know, it was much louder than sort of uh, any other game I've seen in the BBL. You know, Vince in particular, who looked great by the way. Yeah, with Vince looked fantastic. He put on his he put on his best jacket for this one. Uh, can but we, unfortunately, can we give give the it was not description. Or hold on. Uh, so it was like yeah. kind of a like a black top with like gold. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like it's gold it's embroidery. A, yeah. It had gold patterns. It's plastic, Vince. Yeah, it looked beautiful. I, they, they, I, they don't call him the Mac for nothing. They don't, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't understand is 
where you draw the line between like like the bench being loud and like um giving it atmosphere and like giving them a technical I mean I think the bench are allowed to sort of you know hype up their players and stuff I yeah. think when it becomes a technical is when it's directed at the referees and when it's like because I don't think they really care about sort of the bands going on between the teams I think that's sort of part of the game you gotta let that fly but when it becomes you know harassing the officials I think that's when texts need to be given out. Luckily, there were no texts in this game. Um, after that little kerfuffle, it, it calmed down, I think. Cooler heads prevailed, as, it, um, as the phrase often goes. But, you know, this, uh, the last quarter of the game was anything but cool. Uh, and I mean that as in it was tense. Obviously, it was very, it was very like, I'm, I'm, t- I'm t- tying myself a bit my words here. But anyway, so... Let me walk you through what happened at the end of this game, if you haven't seen it already. If you haven't seen it already, then please go watch it. It was fantastic, like, sort of final five minutes. So, one of the big things I want to highlight here, Dirk Williams fouls out with four minutes left in the game. That's one of the Lions, you know, biggest scoring threats throughout uh, the entire season. You know, the best three-point shooter. And I think being with at, without him for the um, last four minutes really, really hurt them. Uh, but they did manage to get you know, production from elsewhere. Liggins and Spencer, in particular, both hit big shots to tie up the game with, um, I think, like one or two minutes left. Then we get to about 30 seconds left. Eagles leading by two. Maxwell gets fouled. He misses the first free throw, composes himself, misses the second free throw. Eagle, uh, lines go back up the other end. Dangakoda gets, gets a pretty good look at a game-tying shot with about 10 seconds left. Doesn't go. Parker also gets a Pretty good shot at like a um, putback type shot. Doesn't go either. Uh, Fletcher gets about halfway up the court before he gets fouled. Misses the first free throw. Composes himself. Misses the second one. But I think missing the second one actually may have given them a better opportunity to win this game. Because there was about, I don't know, two seconds left. Lions didn't have a timeout. So what ended up happening is he missed the free throw. Uh, Lions had to rebound and then just chuck like a full court heave mm-hmm. with, I mean, like 0.5 seconds to go. And obviously it, mm-hmm. it was off the mark. But I think if he makes that free throw, he'll then down by three. I'm pretty sure you can, you know, you've probably got an inbound play drawn up that will get you at least to, um, you know, within the Eagles half. And then you've got obviously a much better look at tying the game. Uh, Dan, what were your thoughts on that? Do you think Fletcher meant to miss that free throw? Or do you think it was just... <laughs> Lucky, I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. And to be honest, mm-hmm. I'm not. You know, I don't know Fletcher personally. I don't know what his uh, basketball uh, IQ is. But you know, if he's first of all, uh, Dan, I appreciate if you could just distance yourself from Mike slightly. But also, no. you're questioning Fletcher's basketball IQ. <laughs> I like I like this bit of the podcast with. <laughs> <laughs> Dan just bashes a player relentlessly <laughs> for no reason in particular. This is Ramon Fletcher. But, um, yeah, washed up, isn't he? <laughs> I'm sure that, uh, yeah, I have no idea. I've never heard that before. But, you know, if, if he had meant to miss, you'd think he would have made it more obvious, unless he was trying to fake it. Mm, yeah. Junior, I have no idea. But I hadn't thought of that. And I'm going to bed more enlightened this evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, 
that's definitely I mean zero or four free throws for the for the Eagles down the stretch is not something you expect uh, from that team. Banner, Banner, what do you think about that? Do you think um, maybe the pressure got to them a little? Obviously, they won the game, but um, do you think it was maybe those nerves of being so close to a yeah. playoff? I mean, they, made them miss they, if you think about it, they, they, they pretty much made every single up free throw they in front the whole, whole game, I'm pretty sure. Like, pretty much. Maybe missed one or two. Uh, but, uh, let me check. Yeah, one, let me check. Let me check. Missed okay, one as so, a. Yeah, yeah, 17 for 22. So, yeah, it was really the the clutch the clutch performance that sort of let him down, but uh, it obviously didn't let them down. And, uh, you know, you could say, like, oh, is, this con- is this cause for concern? But it doesn't matter because the season's over and they won the chip, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's not and the kind of thing when, people remember. Yeah, and when you think about it, that is all that matters. Um, like, you know, they're now playoff champions. Didn't win the league, but they did win the cup. Uh, I think... From the Eagles' perspective, you've got to consider that a extremely successful season. Uh, you know, maybe they didn't do as well in the league as they'd hoped. You know, finishing fourth is not is not where you want to be. But I think you've got to be pretty happy with that. You know, if it if it, if you're an Eagles fan, you get told coming into the season you're going to win the cup and you're going to win the playoffs. I think you'd be pretty happy with that, right? Yeah, I think yeah. those are, those are probably the two most sought after trophies. I've got to say. I think yeah. the trophy and the league are they're they're like nominally on the same level, but like in, in people's you know the way people really consider them, I think the, the cup and the playoff championships are the ones that everyone really wants. Yeah, and I think I think to a mm, I would maybe put the league championship on that level, maybe slightly below. Because I think there's there's definitely something to be said for being the best team over the course of the season, right? I think that is something that I think, the teams will value yeah. very highly. But there also think, there also yeah. is the aspect of being able to perform when it comes down to it. You know, there's something there's something very final about winning the play being the, the playoff championships. It's like you've mm-hmm. gotten through everything in the season, and you're you're the last one standing. Yeah, and congratulations to the Newcastle Eagles, your playoff champions. Uh, also, congratulations. Cortez Edwards picked up a very well-deserved finals MVP. 20 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. But, I mean, it felt like so much more than that. It felt like he really carried this Eagles team from what was the brink of defeat to victory. And obviously, commiserations to the Lions, just missing out. Uh, Orlando Parker had a pretty special game with 27 points, 12 rebounds. But, unfortunately, it wasn't enough, wasn't enough for that team. Uh, to pick up the finals victory. All right. Well, that is pretty much it uh, for the playoff finals recap episode. I think we're going to do a, uh, what are you guys feeling? Worm of the week. Why would you say that? I think why would you say that? Many couldn't have a worm of the week. Yeah, there's a few things that you guys have been saying that. uh, All right. Well, how about, how about, how about I get you, uh, you know, leave you guys a little bit of time to think about those while I tell the audience our plan um, for, mm-hmm. I guess, the rest of the basketball season, which is now over. Uh, this is not our last episode. Don't worry. We're going to be coming out with one more episode that's going to be a season in review uh, episode, which we're going to be handing out our awards. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe some fun awards. We don't know. Uh, but yeah, you awards, look back it. on the season. Look back on the season, and then um, you know, potentially, 
potentially doing some way too early predictions for next season. We'll see. We're also going to go back and look at our predictions from the start of the season, see where that ended up. And yeah, so that is going to be our final episode. Um, don't know when that one's going to come out, but I say expect it in the next couple of weeks or so. But all right, have we got some why would you say that? Dan, why don't we come to you I first? Okay. <laughs> so, all right. I heard James say... I think of several reasons why, why you wouldn't go to him first. What? <laughs> let That's the man do his... Why would you say that? He's got something to say. I mean, we were in the, the public house the other day, a.k.a. Oh. The pub. Mm. Yeah. Yes. The public house. And, 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 and you've, you'd had a few drinks. And you, you, you said... Probably. probably. <laughs> yeah. Or Fanta. But you said this, this London Lions team... Is the worst BBL team in the history of the franchise of the whole BBL. And <laughs> I, I know I know you're a bit you're a bit drunk with uh, Coca Colas, but you know why would you say that? Well, it is funny that you say that that I said that, but because um, I was actually going to question Benji on why he mentioned something very similar, <laughs> but I guess it's it's been on all of our all of our minds. But um, this Lions team have underachieved by a humongous amount. I think, if you consider the team they constructed at the start of the season, the predictions we were all making, predictions that the wider BBL nation... No, sorry, not nation. <laughs> BBL <laughs> no, league. The na- no, no, no. <laughs> wait, the BBL... No, wait, wait, wait. Basketball British. Ah. <laughs> You're on drugs, man. <laughs> He still had the, he's got the Coca Colas in it. <laughs> I was thinking that, think about the BBL League. So that's the Bas- British Basketball League League. That's wrong. That is but uh, in the wider community, there was a big consensus that uh, the Lions had the potential for multiple trophy wins, possibly a treble, mm. possibly even a quadruple. We didn't believe it ourselves to be, mm. but um, I think certainly one trophy being the trophy was a massive disappointment. <laughs> Overshadowed. <laughs> Possibly only by the Rocks' performance from going first at the end of last season. Well, no, no, no. no. What, what do you mean by what do you mean by they were the champions? <laughs> <laughs> okay, in first in pole position last season to Rock yeah. bottom this season. Rocks bottom. I think indeed. I think between those two, massive disappointment, and uh, I hate the Lions. As a rock. <laughs> well, th- th- thank you very much for that. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking a bit more about all the teams in our uh, you know, season review episode. But, Banner, one more thing that one of the members of the podcast has said that, we, that just outraged you before we sign off. Well, like, like, I, like I said, uh, I was going to ask, well, I was going to talk basically about the exact same topic. But if I had maybe five seconds to just remember another, <laughs> another right, incident... All right. Okay. I'll 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 read you some Shakespeare, everyone. Okay. My horse. My horse. Looking <laughs> for a horse. <laughs> that play comes from Richard the Third. And it that illustrates... play comes from play. Richard the Third. <laughs> <laughs> Did he write it? Sorry, just... <laughs> Richard the Third ghost writing for, for Shakespeare. <laughs> Okay, Jimmy, was that enough for you? Yeah, well, I was just thinking about something <laughs> you said, Daniel. 
which was <laughs> which was that you mentioned that in a bumper all-star weekend the bbl should include their star players an all-star an all-star lineup you might say voted in by the public in an all-star game but in wheelchair basketball possibly possibly as a publicity thing Mm. I don't know. Well, I don't know what your reasons were. That's why I wanted to ask why you said that. Well, well, that does that does seem like something I would say, considering. Um, I don't want to be too offensive to people in wheelchairs. If you're in a wheelchair, I love you. And when did you ready to cut the podcast at any point? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm just, so ready. Yeah, yeah no. I, I would love to see you know, six. You know, you know, it's bad news when. <laughs> Dan says, "I don't want to be too offensive." <laughs> Preface what he's going to say. I would love to see, you know, seven foot tall players who are like two hundred fifty pounds, getting in these uh, these wheelchairs, and you know, just you know, seeing how coordinated they are with their. I don't. I don't know too much about wheelchair basketball or what what needs coordination. I would love to see them try to coordinate, and I would love to see them try and. Make some dunks if they could still right. dunk in their in their wheelchairs. Dunks from the wheelchairs. Okay. <laughs> Wait. I would like to I... see that too. Admittedly. I'll be honest. I actually, I actually, <laughs> I quite like that idea. <laughs> just <laughs> just yeah, I'm completely of... doing away with the idea of an all-star game and just have them <laughs> do wheelchair basketball. <laughs> I watched the other week. I watched a wheelchair basketball. Uh, what was it ankle breaker compilation? Some oh, of them, some of them went flying. Hold on, so how can you call it an ankle breaker? More than that, isn't that like a, a a wheel spin compilation? Yeah, there was there was there was dudes who needed a map. I'll just put it that way. Okay, okay. All right. Well, what a fantastic way to, to end this podcast. Um, if you're still listening, thank you very much. You can find us on Instagram at BBNation Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at BBNation One. Uh, I don't even remember our email address anymore. And we'll see you next time. Deuces.